guys, I'm Grace. And I'm Lucy. We're coming to you live from the studio, and you're listening to The Big Picture Podcast. Podcast. And tonight we are chatting with Maya. Welcome, Maya. Hello. Um, so who are you? I'm Maya. I'm a yogini. I love yoga, and I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Um, welcome, welcome. We have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a student. I'm, you know, a sister, a daughter. I'm a lot of things, but I feel like I'm here on planet Earth to spread a message and make a difference, and I believe more than ever that everyone needs yoga and meditation right now and I wholeheartedly believe that and that is kind of why I wanted to get into my yoga teacher training and there's other stuff I want to do in the future afterwards but yeah I'm really excited and I finish in June and just it's been such a journey I've been in the yoga training since October so it's a long time a lot yeah and it was um it was one weekend a month which was really flexible and I yeah we don't have we had our training at the end of April and then we don't have one in May and then we graduate our graduation weekend is at the beginning of June so then after that I will be able to register and certify myself as with the yoga alliance and everything so it's really cool and actually funny story uh yesterday i went to <clears throat> a sense of unity um in edmonton just off white Ave with my friend and the lady was asking us kind of what we were doing we were taking those pictures for the podcast yesterday the yoga pictures and um i was telling her about my training and whatever because she was asking what we were doing and um she's like oh we actually have a like a space back here we're actually looking for instructors so that's like, fucking cool yeah serendipity yeah. yeah yeah so it just kind of it was nice to walk in there and she was like yeah just you know if you're ever looking for somewhere to teach we can do all the advertising and marketing for you and just let us know we have a we have a studio space and show me the back it's very nice there's mirrors all over it's very big and so um my mom's actually a yoga teacher too now she is kind of why I decided to take my yoga teacher training. She took it during COVID, like mm. mostly online. And now I've had the privilege to take it in person. I haven't had to go online for any of my yoga teacher training. There have been a few women in the training that, yeah, they need to join on Zoom if they're sick or things like that, or just even away. But luckily I've been able to experience it all in person. But yeah, my mom was a really big inspo for that. And she was excited when I told her <clears throat> about that at a sense of unity. She's like, I'm going to have to call them because she's been, she's been teaching yin yoga. So it's great okay. to have that inspiration in my life, I guess. So yeah, that's, I guess, a little bit about me and what I'm doing right now. So yeah. Cool. And what's your sign? Yeah, I would like to signs. Know. Okay, signs. Yeah, big, <laughs> big three. So I'm a Sagittarius sun. I'm Ooh. born on the first day of Sagittarius, November 22nd. I'm right there at the cusp of Scorpio and Sag. But, you know, some people don't really believe in cusps. So that's a whole other discussion. But anyways, and then my moon sign and my rising sign are both in Aquarius. Double Aquarius. Double Aquarius, yes. And I have an Aquarius stellium. Now a stellium is when you have more than, um, I believe it's four or five placements in one sign in your birth chart. So I have um, my Uranus and Neptune and Mars are in Aquarius. So yeah, that's five placements <laughs> of Aquarius. Of five placements of Aquarius for me. So yeah, it's like... Aquarius sister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're weirdos. They're out there. They're little aliens. And, you know, I'm proud to carry that stellium. And 
yeah, so it's like the double Aquarius and then the Sag. So it's very um, out there energy, impulsive, fire and air, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm very, I'm happy to carry that as my big three that's for insane. sure. That's insane. I wonder what that's this new cool. like Aquarius season and stuff, if that's like just shining a spotlight on you yeah. in I wonder. Yeah. Well, a lot of people actually think that the Aquarius is a water sign because they're the water bear. But yeah, it's an air sign along with Gemini mm. and Libra. Um, but yeah, I can get more into that, of course, with yes. the categories, but yes. Of course. Yeah, you want to get into that right now? I mean, might as well. Talk yeah. about astrology? Yeah. Yeah, yes. let's ask some astrology so, questions. What do you want to know? Well, let's get started with, like, the basics and how each, um, how each sign kind of sits together, what they all, um, what they all kind of represent, if you can go over each one, maybe. Okay, sure, yeah, so... A lot of people would think that the astrological season would go from January to December, but it actually starts with Aries in um, the end of March. Yeah, Aries season. So it goes Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. And you can almost think of this as ages like at the beginning the Aries they're kind of like the little babies whereas mm-hmm. Pisces at the at the last they're like the old souls right. which definitely represents that water sign energy but I can go through so we'll start with Aries That's number one yeah. yeah so yeah it's all very categorized um I've been into like astrology was my first big I guess spiritual thing I discovered when I was I don't even know how old, but I do remember when I I was little, I knew what the, I knew what the signs were because of my mom and I knew she was a cancer. And um, I actually bought her a little necklace from the dollar store, a little cancer one that I saw. It's like with my grandma or something. And I'm like, hey, like that's mom's sign. I want to get it for her. And yeah, I gave her this little cancer necklace. And um, so, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how old I was, but then I discovered it more in like junior high and high school. And when I first discovered my birth chart and I saw that Aquarius in grade like 10, I think I was like, that was my first like aha moment. I was like, oh my gosh, this is much more than just your sun sign. This is mm-hmm. so much more. And it was just a really big moment for me of like, wow, this is, I'm not, this is more than I thought it was. And I want to learn more. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, anyways, Aries, they're a fire sign. They're very bold, energetic, feisty, that fire energy. It's funny. I heard this one person say, it's like, they like hot sauce. If you want to characterize them. Oh, to- yeah. Th- yeah, that they makes sense. like hot sauce. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're out there. Um, you can usually spot an Aries from a mile away kind of thing. So, yeah, that's the fire sign energy. Um, I've known I've known a lot of different... And, you know, it depends on your... You can't absolutely say for certain about someone... Just knowing their, their sun sign. you got to mm-hmm. know a bit more. And... Um, yeah, so Aries is that fiery energy, very bold, very out there. They want to be seen, but they also make really good leaders and they're, um, yeah, very, go- like, go-getters, right? They want mm-hmm. to get stuff done, so they could make, like, a good boss, a good manager, very, very good motivators, very driven to success. And then, secondly, Taurus. Now, this is, you're taking a little bit slow. Taurus likes to take it slow. This is an earth sign, very connected to the ground. A little bit stubborn. My brother's a Taurus. My brother's a Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit stubborn, but we love them. We yeah. love Tauruses. They're so cute. They, um, yeah, very connected to the earth. Um, 
Yeah, so sometimes we, they make good money or they know. Yeah, they're yeah, money they're really yeah, yeah, they're very good, very good financially. <laughs> they really like um, doing hands-on work. Actually, um, like my brother's really into culinary. He mm. likes that, so mm, that's kind awesome. of his little niche is. Um, making food. Oh my gosh, Ben was in mechanics, you know? Yeah, yeah, things like that. Yeah, things like that. So very, like, trades, hands-on, like, connected to the earth and want to cultivate that kind of life for themselves. And then Gemini, that's you, Grace. Yeah. Hey, yes. Gemini. <laughs> the twins, represented the twins. by the twins, the Gemini. I actually I actually had a, a twin tooth and they in the dentist world they call it a geminated tooth. Oh. I had two oh, teeth. Yeah, oh my goodness. I, yeah, I had two teeth like the same. stuck together. Yeah. They had grown in together. I got it um, pulled years ago, but yeah, it was a they called it a Gemini Gemini tooth or a geminated tooth. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Cool. Well, you can see, like, you know, the Ford, is it Ford Taurus? The car? Yeah. yeah. It, and you see, I don't know, I've seen, when I was in Calgary, I saw there was a Pisces pet store. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it yeah. comes up, and it's, you know, it's so old. Like, astrology goes way back to, like, the Sumerians, the Babylonians, like, mm-hmm. way before, like, old civilization, right? When they were channel like, not channeling, but charting the stars and and you know lining up with behavior and seasons and everything and it was just this thing studied over years and years and years to you know become western astrology right and there's you know chinese astrology too which goes by the years you know the mm-hmm. year of the ox or the snake right. i'm here the snake um <laughs> 2001 yes and yeah so it kind of yeah like i said it branches out it categorizes but from gemini they're yeah they're an air sign very analytical, very social. Um, yeah, the twins kind of people like to say, Oh, like they're so two faced. That, that rep- <laughs> <Two-faced. laughs> they that, can never make up their mind. Never, ma- yeah. That w- I would say that's a big Libra thing too, but that is a very big air sign thing. So, you know, the Libra is represented by this balancing scales. They can never so make- similar, yeah. yeah. So, the, so air, similar. that air sign energy, right? Very like indecisive, kind of looking at all the perspectives of it. And then after Gemini, we have Cancer. So, yeah, like I said, my mom's a Cancer, and um, they're a water sign, very nurturing, very emotional. That water sign energy is all about the feelings, all about letting things go, releasing, and just, yeah, the flow of things, the flow of emotions. And, um, yeah, I love Cancers. I think they're so, like, their energy is just so wholesome, Mm -hmm. so, so nice, so... Um, and yeah, that very motherly energy and I was blessed to get a cancer mother. So they are, and I noticed this with, I don't know if I'm just biased because my brother's a Taurus, my mom's a cancer, but I noticed both those signs are very sleepy. Like she can sleep through anything yeah. like that. Very, they take stuff That's slow. That's too funny. Mm-hmm. They take it slow, right? They take it slow. And you're like, yeah, I know. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to do, uh, I want to do all this. Like it's crazy. So from Cancer, we have Leos. Now, Leos, if you thought Aries were out there, yeah, Leos are out there. They really want to be seen. They are. Yeah. Where's my spotlight? Yeah. Yeah, they are. The fire signs, too, want to be out there. Um, very, like, look at me. But also, they represent the lion, right? Very mm-hmm. courageous, very powerful, big energy letting people know they're there, but they're, they also make really good leaders. They're very good leaders, um, very loyal, very courageous, that strong lion energy, mm-hmm. basically, right? Um, Virgo. My boyfriend's a Virgo. Um, 
And Virgos are an earth sign again, just like Taurus. Mm -hmm. And t Virgos are very, um, they like to follow rules. They like structure. They like um, to be organized. They like to, um, yeah, play by the rules, that routine. They really crave that. That mm -hmm. gives them stability and, yeah, being grounded, right? That earth sign energy. So that's a little bit about Virgo. They're very, I don't know what the word is. I guess analytical. I guess yeah, mm -hmm. they like to see, they like to be logical, right? Yeah. They don't like to let the emotions come in. Um, Libra, like I said, can't make a decision. Balancing it out. They're very flirty though. They're they're very out there. Libras are very flirty. They're very like, look at me. Yes, you're so cute. You know that's kind mm -hmm. of their vibe. Um, Scorpios, dark, Perfect. mysterious water sign. Dark, mysterious, dark and mysterious. I. <laughs> Tuck and mysterious. Yeah, just to <laughs> emphasize. That is just like, I just, I can't put any other word to it. Um, I have a Scorpio, Mercury, and um, Venus. And so I'll talk a little bit about the planets too and those meanings in the birth chart. But um, like your Mercury is how you communicate, um, you know, your intelligence, how you talk with people, all of that. And, you know, the relationships you make in life. And I would say Scorpio represents me a lot for that. Very, mm -hmm. like, I need to I need to trust you first. Because, yeah, if you break a Scorpio's trust, like, aunt, you're done. Like, yeah, yeah they're, like, their trust and loyalty is something that's super, super important to them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then my Venus is in Scorpio as well. And Venus is how you love, right? And... Mm -hmm how your dark and mysterious yeah <laughs> dark and mysterious love and energy yeah so that's a bit about scorpio i love i think scorpios are super cool um, right like a scorpion they got that yeah they can swing and stab yeah i love it <laughs> they got the poison with their words sometimes yeah too. oh totally <laughs> yeah and they're like they're not holding back they're uh -huh. not holding back sagittarius so this is my sign and Sagittarius are very spontaneous. They don't like structure. Like with my Aquarius moon and rising, this my structure with just, you know, air sign and structure and all that, I crave, you know, routine, but I also do like to be spontaneous. I do like to have my own schedule and work at my own pace. Like I don't mm -hmm. like a nine to five. Um, recently just quit my <laughs> cleaning job to... <laughs> focus on school more and focus on my yoga teacher training and all that and that's just more important to me than doing that right now and um yeah they love to travel they love to um see new things they like change they're all about new things just like letting you know letting in new information I relate to that a lot I love to learn new things especially mm -hmm. with yoga it's like you have an endless array of workshops to take classes to take training to take stuff to learn like forever like in yoga we like to say oh I'm the forever student kind of thing I'm a student right. of life things yeah. like that it's an awesome thing to live by so as a Sagittarius I love that Capricorn earth sign so Capricorns uh -huh. <laughs> love to work they love to stay on top of things yeah. they're labeled as workaholics kind of they're kind of um shout out to my friend Kaylin <laughs> Yeah, they're a little bit they're a little bit more reserved, a little bit more I'm gonna keep to myself. I, I don't want people I don't need to be the center of attention because mm -hmm. I like 
I know that I'm good enough kind of thing. I know I work hard enough. That's kind of the mm-hmm. Capricorn energy and mood. They don't need to come in and be the loudest. They just want to work the hardest, right? Yeah. So that's what it, that's a little bit about Capricorns. And then Aquarius. Um, the one thing I know I said they're like a little weird, a little unique, right? They're their own kind of people, Aquariuses. And, um, <laughs> but with the water bearing representing Aquarius, that also represents they are the natural humanitarians of the Zodiac. They love to help other people. And actually, like last year, I was working in retirement homes and doing a lot of respite work. Um, mm-hmm. with people with disabilities and I think that was my Aquarius like that humanitarian energy really shining through that I really wanted yeah. to help I really wanted to make a difference in these people's lives and um, that's not something that is really my dream anymore mostly because of like how much more I've tapped into my spirituality and I can feel energy so much more mm-hmm. and I'm like so sensitive to this the chaos that can happen in those jobs sometimes not saying that people with disabilities or seniors are chaotic Mm -hmm. but there can be some really challenging situations and I was like I see that yeah yeah like I was like I'm kind of so true I'm kind of not feeling this really anymore but it was you know those those were really great jobs at the time to help and really um show I I learned a lot it showed me a lot about life and um, just to be grateful for things at the end of the day, at the end of the day. So that takes us to, uh, this little bit about, about Aquarius that takes us to Pisces. So this is the third, um, water sign and the last sign of the Zodiac. So Pisces, yeah, they're the dreamers. They are, they're very imaginative. They are natural mm. healers, natural empaths, mm. that water sign energy, very, very sensitive, very emotional. Next boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> yes, very, very sensitive. They take everything, they can feel it all, they're very in tune, very intuitive, mm-hmm. that is the Pisces energy, I think, I love Pisces energy, I think it's beautiful, and that's always, that time of the year is always the time to, like, take things slow just before Aries season again it's kind mm-hmm. of like Aries season starts off with all this create creative energy and um very out there spontaneous energy and then you take it down a bit to Pisces a bit slow mm-hmm. a bit sleepy mm-hmm. a bit taking it slow you know so taking it day by day and you know both of those are really important because you know you get that time to be creative you get that time to work hard and then you get that time to give yourself a bit of rest and that's mm-hmm. just naturally with how we are connected to the stars that's just naturally what happens and even the moon humans are what is it 73 percent yeah 70 something it's like 75 yeah percent water yeah yeah so you know we get affected mostly space right yeah so explain that (laughs) well i also like to believe we're all star seeds that we all kind of come from the cosmos we're all um, we all have that in our DNA. I don't know if you want to call it DNA or our souls. I would like, mm-hmm. I would say more our souls and our life purpose. Yeah. You know, we come, that's just my belief. That doesn't have to be anyone else's belief. That's just what I have yeah. resonated with, that we all have that energy from the cosmos, from the stars. And these things that happen, you know, like you were saying, Lucy, the Mercury retrograde and eclipses and stuff. All that stuff affects us, and we're all energy. We're more than just our physical body. So that's why this, um, like astrology and even astronomy too. You know, it comes hand and it goes hand in hand, mm-hmm. and it's super important um, to pay attention to these things. Why am I feeling this way? And 
what's going on and you just kind of take a look up up at the sky and yeah that's you can find some truth in that and find some answers so that's super cool yeah it's crazy how much of it um really has been used in history and in society and stuff too because i've even heard like the united states in itself like they did their elections around astrology like depending on if it was a good time or not and Oh, like, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I've never So, like, that. not just the United States, but a lot of places, like, especially mm. when it comes to, like, governance and starting mm-hmm. a business and, like, writing contracts and stuff like that. Like, yeah, and, like... Even new- big business people and use new- astrologers for that kind of stuff. Yeah, and numerology, things yeah. like that. It all come. It all ties hand in hand. It all comes hand in hand, definitely. So, it's very cool. I love it. I nerd out on it, obviously. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways... Is so we did a little bit, yeah. Sorry. Did a little bit about the signs and all that. Um, uh, do you want to chat a little bit about your yoga? Um, can you tell us a little bit about your practice and uh, what you're learning in school at the moment? Well, in sc- well, my schooling, I'm at Nate. I'm taking a business diploma because I want to work for myself. I want to start my own mm-hmm. wellness brand with yoga. Um, and then, like I was saying, I want to take other training other courses and expand my yoga but I also want to um take training to be an acupuncturist and um a birth doula those are two big dreams of mine that's awesome um it would just you know it's would be such an honor to bring help bring babies into the world and um I love acupuncture I've been going and doing acupuncture for a long time now like my mom really got us into that and um that was she's she's a big reason for a lot of things we're a lot alike and um i still go get acupuncture today and the the chi and the chinese medicine and the chi energy all that i find Mm -hmm. super fascinating so i'd love to learn more about that and you know i look at i've looked at different schools for it and stuff so kind of you know i like to think of it as planting the seeds you know putting those thoughts out there into the universe into existence and just like planting little things here and there to make something bigger eventually this mm-hmm. big big thing right i love that you say planting yeah mm-hmm. it's almost like a manifestation a yeah like yeah or just yeah. hoping not hoping but you are like uh believing it's going to happen yes yeah. like yeah. putting that in the ground in the foundation and just yeah planting the seeds so that was it was kind of, that was kind of something i learned in yoga teacher training my um Instru- the instructor who was coming to teach us philosophy and the history of yoga, Donna mm. Lee Campbell, she's super cool. Um, yeah, she said something like that. It was talking about planting the seeds, and that's something that I just um, really resonated with, and I yeah. think is a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Instead, why would you want to like? Not not I don't I don't I don't believe all weeds are bad. I, I love dandelions, but <laughs> like, why would you want to put a bunch of weeds everywhere? Why would you want to put out negative? Yeah, like I'm not I'm not I'm not here saying I'm perfect, but if you're conscious about it, you can see, well, is, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I should, I take mm-hmm. that back. I reword it kind of thing. You kind of think of it that way. Yeah. And you're just more conscious about it. I think that is the most important thing because, you know, we're not perfect. So you just got to try to do the best you can. So, yeah. And speaking um, about like the history of yoga and stuff, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, actually. Yeah. So yoga started in india right and um made its way over to north america in 1893 with the 
what's it called? The World Columbian Yoga Exposition in Chicago. I just wrote that one down to remember. <laughs> this is a big title. Yeah, this we learned about this in our yoga teacher training. So yeah, um, so his name was Swami Vivekananda. He was a um, Indian philosopher and he came to Chicago to this it was basically like a world religions fair it was all these different religions meeting from around the world and he had this speech it wasn't very long he talked for a few minutes and he was like hey we need to all come together we need to put our differences aside and he was talking about the principles of yoga and stuff because it started like way before that it started with um the um what's it called the yoga sutras or the eight limbs of yoga which is basically think of it as like a tree with different branches going off and the tree trunk is yoga and it's the different things that um play into yoga like mm -hmm. physical postures because it first just started as a meditative practice um with the yeah what's his name patanjali so yeah that's how you say it the three elements which included physical exercise breath and spirit spiritual contemplation so what that means is taking basically, you know, your movement, your breath and your soul or your spirit all together and creating what is yoga. There's also, you could also call it pranayama. That's the word for breath work. Hmm. Um, there's lots of different breathing techniques out there. Those are super important in yoga too, because it's not just the physical. It's like, you know, it's the spirit, the spiritual, the breathing, the mindfulness, it's a lot of different things. And there's not a lot of concrete research on the studies of does yoga help with like depression, anxiety and stuff like that. It's just mm -hmm. a little bit hard right now to get accurate research on that. But it does help with things like flexibility, strength. Um, it can help people with different muscular disorders. Um, there's been a lot of uses of it in therapeutic settings and mm. you can actually become a yoga therapist now you can oh, take train cool. yeah you can take training and get that certification that's just a little bit more of like one-on-one -on -one stuff so maybe if you were like an ot or something and you wanted to incorporate yoga into your practice you could do like a yoga therapy training and incorporate it into there so it's it kind of has it has it's a very 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 old right and um, yeah, but it started off with this, the Yoga Sutras, the eight limbs, and it was 196 manuals of Sanskrit text. And yeah, this was, it was, it's a lot and mm. it's a lot in the training. So I apologize if I can't cover it. It's a, it's yeah. just a lot, but yeah, if you want to think of it as a timeline though, you've got pre-classical yoga, classical yoga, post-classical, and then what we know now is modern yoga. So it kind of, um, depending where it was in the world, it kind of, yeah, shifted through that. And, um, like I was telling Lucy earlier, there's all these different types too. So I'm in my Hatha yoga training right now. So Hatha would just be what you could, would consider, you know, your downward dogs, your warriors, mm -hmm. um, a basic class where you have your centering at the beginning, you're kind of, you know, you're grounding into your mat and then you're short pranayama you're breathing and then you go into the asanas which are the poses and that would be the best way to do the, to do sequencing is you know go from standing to um like sitting to your back for shavasana at the end so right. so shavasana is the end where it all ties in so it's really important to center at the beginning and at the end to really tie in okay how am i feeling right now and then how am i feeling at the end right after doing all these poses but that's just one way to do it, right, with Hatha. There's yin yoga, which I was saying my mom teaches. Um, 
Yin yoga is where you hold the poses a little bit longer, so for between three and five minutes. And a lot of the poses are on the back belly or sitting. There's not really, there's no balancing or standing, anything like that. Yin is taking it slow um, and is a lot of hip work, releasing, um, releasing emotions, releasing tension. That's what Yin is all about. Um, I used to, because I go to the Moto studio in Sherwood Park, the hot yoga. I practice mainly hot yoga. I used to only go to hot yin because I was so scared to move around in that hot ass room. (laughs) But now I love it. Now I absolutely love it. I go to the Moto classes, which is just like Hatha. Yeah. Um, That's just with, with that whole Moto yoga, that whole company and brand, that's what they call. It's just Hatha, right? And they have their own seat. They have the sequence that they follow. And it's a really awesome sequence. Those classes are really great. I love them now. I love sweating it out. But I honestly Mm -hmm. used to be so scared to do it. I would love... But I would love the yin. I would love to just sit there and relax. You fall asleep sometimes. It's awesome. It is... It is amazing. And um, then that's my mom's favorite kind of yoga too. That's what she ventured out to take, like, her yin training to teach it after she was finished her yoga training. Um... But it's awesome because all these trainings, these hours that you get, they all add up. It's almost like if you think about like a trade certificate, you yeah. get hours. It's the same thing with yoga. Like this training I'm taking is 200 hours. And then I took, um, we had to take one workshop in our training. And the one workshop I took was the kid, teaching yoga to kids. And teaching yoga to kids is a whole other thing because you bring play into it. You bring games. It's really fun. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of, even I would consider, yeah, that a type of yoga, yoga for kids, because that's its whole, it's whole, a whole other setup, right? It's its right. whole, it's its own thing. And, um, yeah, so there's Hatha, like I was saying, and then Yin. Um, and if you want to get really fast, there's Flow or Vinyasa, what it's called traditionally, and flow, yeah, a lot of movement, um, a lot of um, downward dogs, and then back up and back down, lots and lots mm. of movement. That is a faster class. My, my mom doesn't like those, but I love those ones. We um, differ, differentiate on that, but yeah, it's really good to get that balance from taking it slow and then moving. I love the balance, and there's, yeah, there's lots of different places to practice all over Edmonton area and Mm -hmm. there's a new studio that just opened in Fort Saskatchewan not too long ago so yeah it's really branched out and um, like I said I think it's super important for everyone to at least give it a try right or at least give meditation a try if they don't if you don't feel like moving yet just sit there in silence just sit there maybe like hold a crystal I don't know do Mm -hmm. sit on a blanket do whatever there's really no right or wrong way to do any of this and hot yoga and like room temperature yoga okay okay it's like yeah well so at moto at the hot yoga studio they've got like the fireplace and then Mm -hmm. they've got the heat up in that room and so yeah it's hot it's hot (laughs) it's really and actually they actually replaced a part recently that was like that needed to be replaced it was kind of old so it's been way hotter lately because it's kind of like brand new right Right. so (laughs) it's been really hot in there lately um yeah i actually do the energy exchange program at moto too so i go um one day a week for three hours and i go do cleaning and I mop in between the classes because you know mm-hmm. everyone sweats on the floor you, we mop, in, we mop yeah. in between the classes there right 
and it gets yeah it gets super oh my goodness yeah yeah it's crazy and um it's crazy the amount of like or even just people's water bottles water spills things like that you'll see but i i like i honestly i like cleaning like i liked my job a lot i just i couldn't do it right now but i like doing that at the moto because it's it's nice and relaxing and i just you know it's the three hours on the sunday night and so what that what energy exchange means is I do that for them and then I get free unlimited classes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, you know, if anyone listening wants free yoga, that that's you something you, you can energy do. Energy exchange or what? Energy exchange. Energy exchange. Yeah. That's a great idea that do. they do that. Yeah, it's awesome. A lot of the teachers that well, not a lot of them. I guess a few of the teachers there started off as energy exchangers while they were like in their yoga teacher training. So, it's good. It's a good way to get to know them and get your foot in the door Let's and that actually sort of do thing. That, Lucy. Yo. Yeah. Well, Let's yeah. Yo. We're looking. There's more spots. Like there's no, some. Can you hook us up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody do this. Lucy and I are taking the last spot. No. Three hours on a Sunday and then you get to yeah. go to yoga for the rest of the week. Yeah. Well, not you could, wouldn't even have to just do a sun. There's there's other days yeah. that you should do too. We should whatever works for you. Yeah. Do that, Lucy. We yeah. should actually do. We should days. actually do that. Where do you recommend that people start with yoga? Well, there's a lot of different ways you could you could get started. Um, there's, you know, even with our day and age, there's even just YouTube. Yoga with Adri- Adrienne, her name is. She's really good. She's got lots of different kinds of, you know, she has a YouTube video. I think it's called Yoga for When You Feel Dead Inside. Like, things like that. Very specific stuff. Yoga for back pain. Things like that. So, if someone was like, oh, I'm nervous. I don't want to go to a studio. They could mm-hmm. just go on YouTube and try something at home. Yeah. It's it's super easy like that. That's literally... That's what my mom does. Yeah, that's yeah. the easiest way you could start. What I would say, um, just maybe, maybe not maybe if not trying hot yoga right off the bat because it is it is a lot and it is intense um yeah i remember doing it once and i was like i'm dying how much longer is there i looked up at the clock and it was only 15 minutes yeah (laughs) i yeah i know oh my god i thought i was gonna die yeah it can get really really hot and yeah especially if you're someone who's like I don't like to be overheated oh, and, yeah, 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 things like that. So there's that to take into consideration. But there's more than just, like, hot yoga studios in Edmonton. There's, oh, totally. There's, to- there's totally regular temperature, right? Mm-hmm. There's not just hot yoga around here. But that is just what I like to practice. Um, What's, like, the difference for you? Like, do you find that somehow sweating maybe helps with, like, your health in general and stuff like that? Like... Yeah, I take on the sweating and the the sweating. I'd say, and I also kind of look at it as a release and letting stuff go. Um, I would say it going to hot yoga. I can say to myself, okay, I don't need to go to the gym. I'm like sweat. It's because it can be a workout sometimes. And actually, they um, there's this new thing called rocket yoga, which is like a more of like a high impact like flow vinyasa class Mm. that they're starting to do at yoga for today. Um, and yeah, I haven't gone to that class yet. I haven't been able to, but I really want to try it out. And it's kind of like you almost like, it's kind of hard to, for me to even understand because it's so new. It's like you kind of take the reins and you get to almost do the pose how you would want to do it. And you, there's mm. a lot of inversions, which are like headstands and things like that oh my God. in rocket yoga. Yeah. So it's very intense. It's a new yeah. thing. Um, it's a new thing in general that has just kind of been, I'm not really sure who started it or where. I haven't looked too, too into it. 
but I've definitely just kind of, I kind of want to go just go try it out. It's like, it would, it would be like intermediate level. So that wouldn't be something that a beginner would do, but obviously, but there is a lot of, there are a lot of classes out there for beginners specifically or mm -hmm. gentle yin, which like my mom was teaching, which is like right. really, really gentle yoga. And mm -hmm. you know, my grandma came, she could do it. Yeah. And she's got, she's got her knee and hip problems Yeah. and this was good for her. Right. And yeah. And like speaking of that too, what it would, you know, if someone had problems with their muscles or whatever it may be, and they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to try this. You could, you could try a beginner's class. Mm -hmm. You could, you can just, if you just kind of a quick Google search, cause I, I don't want to like tell people specifically where to go because everyone's got their preferences, but just, right. to, just doing research or even on Instagram, like hashtag yeg yoga or whatever, like yeah. looking up, cause a lot of these studios are on Instagram and you can yeah. see what they're about, what they offer. Um, there's a lot of different like intro offers out there like oh you'll get your first month unlimited for however many dollars and things like that so there's a lot right. of options out there depending on your needs and the thing with like going to a, let's say you go to a yoga class and you're like 10-15 minutes and you're like I really don't like this well but let's say you're like I don't want to just leave just go into child's pose just go into mm -hmm. child's pose for a little bit or lie on your back in shavasana that's a thing that a lot of yoga teachers will mention if you're ever feeling overwhelmed or you need a break to go into child's pose go onto your back go onto your belly just mm -hmm. take a break and even in the hot classes i'll take a break sometimes especially if it is like a flow class or one of those classes where you're moving a bit more and sweating a bit more and you do need that second to just catch your breath don't mm -hmm. have a heart attack now yeah i don't want to yeah. have a heart attack have some water um things like that and yeah there's a lot of things we learn in yoga teacher training about um, giving precautions and um, warnings for different things like you know there's certain breaths like the Kapalabhati breath which is like a, it's like a really fast um, fast paced breath to get energy moving in your body you kind of mm -hmm. just go <laughs> like that's Kapalabhati breath so it's yeah. really fast you can't do that if you're pregnant you can't right. do it if you're menstruating things like that because it, it will like disrupt that and you know especially if you're pregnant but or things just with like blood pressure, heart conditions, it's not recommend that breath isn't recommended right. for those kind of people. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different ways to start and get going. Bottom line. Um, yeah, YouTube, quick Google search, look on Instagram, just to reiterate what I just said. Yeah, Instagram, hashtag yeg yoga or whatever, YouTube books, mm -hmm. lots of different resources, even if you're like, I'm afraid to go to a studio. Even if you go to a studio and you tell them, hey, I've never done yoga, what do you mm -hmm. reckon? You could just go to a studio and ask and see what they say. Oh, we've got these kind of beginner classes on this day, whatever, and they can let you know, things like that. Um, that's even a great way to get started. Even if you're curious, just go and ask, right? There's nothing wrong with that because yoga is all about your own practice. Yeah. As teachers, we give like guidelines and suggestions and show you how to do the pose and everything and the breathing technique, whatever it is, but you get to decide what you want to do in your own body. And that's the beautiful thing about yoga. You get to decide, okay, maybe I'm not going to go so far into pigeon pose today. Maybe I'm going to be a mm -hmm. proud pigeon. I'm going to stay up. I'm not going to be a sleepy pigeon and go all the way down onto my forehead kind of thing. Um, 
and you get to make those decisions decisions for yourself. So yeah, as yoga teachers, it's important to give guidelines and recommendations and suggestions. Obviously, if you see someone and they're like going to hurt themselves, you're going to want to say, "Hey, yeah. hey, just to let you know, you might want to come out of that a little bit. You're not or you're not doing it properly." So when I say there's not a right or wrong way to do things, there's like, you know, there's unsafe and there's safe, but then there's right. also you get to decide for yourself. You get to take those suggestions and recommendations and guidelines and work it into your own body. So, yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. One of the things that I love about, like, yoga is that it is your own, like, Mm -hmm. practice. And Mm -hmm. I used to be, like, super nervous and kind of, like, self-conscious about going. But I was like, wait. Uh, yeah, no, but it, everybody is it, here for themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's no one is looking at if I'm laying down or not. Yeah, and, yeah. And how it's it's not like gate kept, you know? Like no, it's a very you open. Can just yeah, it's very open. No, I would never, I would never want to like gatekeep any of this. That's why I'm here, yeah, right? right? I want to talk about this kind of stuff and like let people know spread and spread the word. Spread the yeah. word. Um, yeah, and just let people know and. Yeah, that's the thing too. It is your own practice. It is you make your own kind of rules for yourself based on your body and what you can and can't do. And yeah, just like you said, it's like everyone's there for themselves. So even if you are a little self-conscious, I'm telling you right now, listeners, don't be self-conscious yeah. about going to yoga because no one is paying attention to you. Yeah. Even if you think they are, they aren't because, like, everyone's there for themselves. And that might sound really selfish, but, like, it's true. So, and yeah. and it's a good way to look at it because then you, oh, I, they're going to go here for themselves. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to be here for yeah. me. And I'm going to let go of whatever I had going on before I stepped on my mat. And I'm going to let go of whatever I have going on after I leave this class. Mm Because that's really, you know, the power of now. Living in the present moment. That's really what it all is about. So, Totally. Yeah. And um, do you find that yoga has, like, spiritual connections? Oh, yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. What's your, like, personal journey with uh, the spirituality of it? Personal journey. Okay. Well, I think um, just... Well, like I said, my first aha moment was with the astrology, right? And that's when I got really into it. I was going to different metaphysical stores in high school, and I thought all that stuff was really cool, and that was kind of my thing. And then when COVID happened and, you know, school got cut off and I wasn't really doing a whole lot, I kind of got into it more again. But then um, it was like with COVID, (laughs) I also got into drugs and drinking and I kind of lost that spirituality for a bit. And then about, I don't know, I guess a year ago, I got really more into it again. Um, But when I met my boyfriend in 2020, that is kind of where the drinking and the drugs stopped and Mm -hmm. I don't even really I don't really drink anymore um and it's just like I lost spirituality for a bit and it kind Mm -hmm. of found its way back to me and I'm not I'm still not perfect with you know health choices things like that food choices whatever where I don't think I don't think anyone can be 100% perfect with that but you know as long as you're conscious about it and can try and um just be very aware and I think that I've become way more aware in the past year of just you know the world around me and Mm -hmm. um tuning into like like I I do like I think I I honestly I believe everyone has psychic abilities everyone has intuition but it just takes a lot to unlock it 
Um, I mentally read you on that, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it ta- yeah, it takes a lot. It's so true, though. Yeah, everyone has that. It just takes a while to see it for yourself and let it shine open. Now, I personally haven't had any crazy, like, out-of-body experiences or anything like that, but pad you know, things come through and little synchronicities happen and Mm -hmm. angel numbers. So be it all of it. And I pay attention, you pay attention to it and it's not coincidences anymore. It's synchronicities. And, um, with card reading, that's another thing too. You see those synchronicities, you see, um, those signs and you really pay attention to it and you're like, okay, I'm listening universe. I'm listening. Mm -hmm. Cause all you, you just got to surrender. You got to listen and you can't force things. And I think I've really learned to surrender and just know that, yeah, I have this within me. It just needs to be awakened and Mm -hmm. discovered for itself. So, um, yeah, I think that's a really, really cool part of it. And, um, yeah, that's a little bit about, my spiritual journey it's still going it's still evolving it's still it's never ending right I think we are on a spiritual journey till the day we die I even remember when I was like eight years old I'm like thinking to myself I'm like why the fuck am I here why am I here why what is the the existential crisis at eight years old (laughs) literally I'm like what is going on like I have always been like okay why am I here why am I like just constantly wondering that and it's Mm -hmm. like always at the back of my mind and I think my job here what am I supposed to do yeah and actually in astrology um so when I was talking about the you know the different planets in the birth chart um there's also other points specifically the midhaven your midhaven is like in the 10th house so on the birth chart think of it as a clock there's 12 houses so at the top where 10 is um just right there is where your midhaven will usually be in the 10th house and so my midhaven is in Sagittarius and your midhaven does represent your career path your life purpose kind of what you're here for to do and yes Mm -hmm. Like I've said, I don't want to work for anyone. I want to work for myself. I don't want like a nine to five. I want to make my own hours. And that is very much Sagittarius. <laughs> that is very much like, like give me my independence. Yeah. Give me my freedom to do what I want to do and work with, you know. And also travel right? Like, yeah. such a travel sign. Oh, totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to travel. I want to... Well, I want to take my acupuncture at a school in BC, maybe. Um, so, I, yeah, I definitely, I, I do think about that stuff a lot. I'm like, where, I don't want to live here forever. Where am I going to live? Where am I going to venture off to? I think I've thought about doing the workaway program, like mm. going somewhere, like working on a farm or something. I don't know. Like yeah. in like South America, that'd be super cool. Could you imagine? Yeah, yeah. Like in eating all the fresh fruit. I don't know. It'd be amazing. Yeah. And, Herding um, sheep in Iceland or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm act- my, my dad's side is actually Icelandic. That's yeah. funny you say that. Sh- Go herd sheep in Iceland. Yeah, herd <laughs> sheep in Iceland. Yeah, that was one of my dreams. Every time was I like, yeah, they have great alternative of, uh, music there. Bjork. Bjork. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm Iceland, talking about. I'm like sheep and Bjork. Bjork? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, the Iceland, the Icelandic queen. I don't yeah. know any yeah. other Icelandic singers. <laughs> I don't know anything else about Iceland. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never been there. Some of my family has been there. It's supposed to be really cool, but. I know, I really want to... Bench. I heard it was so cool. They call it Iceland to, like, defer people away because they, like, want to go to this. <laughs> and then Greenland. So yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Greenland did the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. What the heck, um, though? That's so weird. Did the earth turn on its head? <laughs> I know. 
Um, do you want to talk a little bit about breath and yes. how it affects your body in yoga and then like meditation? Yes, outside? definitely. So the thing with breath is if you got a, if your breath is really short and shallow, you're stressed out. If it in yoga, you want to, you want those breaths to be long and yeah, deep and taking the time. Breath is a huge part of yoga. But you know how I was saying in like hatha and flow, you're gonna be moving a bit more. You use the breath to time that. You would some people call it cycles of breath, or you, you, there's other words you could use. Um, so you know you do a pose and then okay, we'll hold this for like two cycles, and it's a lot of like. Um, you can associate inhaling and exhaling with like opening and closing up your body. Mm. So like. Um, I'm trying to think now how I could, I guess like cat cows where you go like, you curve in, just pretend I'm on my hands and knees (laughs) and curve in, inhale and then exhale out. Right. So like you'd exhale. I got a crack. Yeah. When you open up, that's a good time to exhale. When you're coming into your body, it's a good time to inhale and bring it in and then exhale and mm. bring it out kind of thing. So yeah, the breath Explosion. plays a, hu- yes, the breath plays a huge part in yoga and it's very important to pay attention to your breath. Teachers will often say, Oh, come back to the breath if you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I said, pranayama, which is the word for breathing technique. Um, that is usually done at the beginning. So th- we've learned a few in the training, like I sh- um, showed you Kapalabhati breath, um, alternate nostril breath, which is where you put your hands in the mudra. So you put your three um, middle ring, pointer finger in, and then you put, or sorry, and then you have, or no, you have the pointer finger out kind of, and you use your pinky and your thumb. And you so you put the pinky on the left nostril. You breathe in through the right. Close the right. Breathe out through the left. Breathe in through the left, close, breathe out through the right, breathe in through the right, close, breathe out through the left, breathe in through the left, close, you know, so that's a real, alternate nostril breath is one of my favorites, it's not not just in yoga, it's a very good one to relieve anxiety, um, good to do, you know, if you're really stressed out, if you need to come back to the breath, it's a very good one for balancing the right and left hemispheres of mm-hmm. the brain. Um, and yeah, just, and to, um, what's it called like unclog. If you have one nostril, that's a bit more clogged up than the other kind of thing. It'll, it'll balance those out right. too. That's what alternate nostril. That's one of my favorites. I really like that one. And it's very, it's very nice one to just sit there and do. And in a class, you'd probably do like 10 cycles of it right. kind of thing. And the teacher would start by guiding you and then you kind of do it at your own pace um and then there's also the pranayama three-part breath which is you can do that one lying down or in supine that's where you feel you feel you put your left hand on your belly and then your right hand on your chest and you're feeling um the three chambers of the lungs filling up and inflating so you're kind you have to really pay it's kind of hard to understand at first mm-hmm. um but you're thinking of like your chest region and then your ribs, kind of like the side of your ribs, mm. and then your belly. Those are the three regions that you're, p- right. and you're picturing and you're kind of like breathing in to breathing into them. And a l- you, you hear that a lot in yoga. Breathe into the pose. Breathe into this. Breathe into that. Right. A lot of people are like, well, breathe into Like, what does that mean? How do I breathe into my leg? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what helps me personally is just really focusing on that part of the body wherever it is and 
focusing your intention and your breath over to to send air to that part of the body if that right. makes sense. Some blood. Yeah, yeah and consciously get the, I'm sure and it. get the energy flowing and doing it consciously right mm-hmm. getting like because you know our breath is kind of like our energy right and the energy mm-hmm. going through and yeah so that's a little bit about breath and it is it is a very big part of yoga yes it's very important so I just had one thing to say about breath that I found really interesting. I yeah. think I read it in maybe Eckhart Tolle's book, mm. The Power of Now. But yeah. anyways, he talks about how like digesting is an unconscious movement that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our body and what we do is all unconscious. Breathing is one of those unconscious things that we can turn conscious. Right. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it's unconscious is a very powerful thing. The fact that we have control over something that yeah. is unconscious is quite amazing as well so like the power of breathing we take for granted all the yeah time. exactly and you something know that we don't even think about because yeah. we're always doing it but once you hold and have control over it it's amazing the things that you can yeah do. well yeah and like i was saying too about the short and long breath and being conscious of that too because yeah when you're breathing very short and shallow you're very anxious that's not the best way to go because you can like fake it till you make it yeah, yeah. just you know if yeah exactly and that's kind of all you can do and <laughs> i'm so angry right now <laughs> yeah is that will that make me angry <laughs> i like what you said about um like how like in yoga and like everything like you can always come back to the breath mm-hmm. but also kind of just like like that for life yeah you know? coming back yeah. to your breath just, yeah well even when i always. when i'm stressed out or Panic i'm attacks. like Mm-hmm. I'm like I need to cu- yeah I need to come back to the breath I will do alternate nostril breath or I will just sit there mm-hmm. and like feel my belly and just do some belly breaths close my eyes and just yeah come back to the present moment because that's all you can really do it's yeah. just yeah the power of now and that's something that I've learned there's a lot of things you can't control and there's a million things going on at once so might as well just focus on where you are right now instead of scrolling endlessly or the news or what's going on in billy's life or whatever you know what i mean like it's focusing on the present moment that's really what yoga is about so yeah um oh um do you find that like um music affects yoga oh most definitely yeah um i haven't taken any trauma-informed training i want to but something they talk about in trauma-informed yoga training now that just means is um being aware of different triggers for people that's kind of what trauma-informed means so um like that's for, interesting that you guys have to take that as a class too that's mm-hmm. like it's not like a, thing, it's not a, we talk a bit about it in our training but it's like an extra there are workshops out there to do Wait, it there like, are people yeah like a thing to branch out in um it's very I find it's very important and like music and something they talk about in the trauma with trauma informed is not using music with lyrics because some Mm -hmm. words could be triggering to people Mm -hmm. um so that's something that I think about you know when I've, I've got my my first teach coming up the studio teach with my training I'm kind of thought I'm just gonna keep it instrumental kind of thing um that would almost distract me too in a way. Yeah, well it kind of it kind of depends. There are classes I go to where the instructors will play um lyrical music and that's fine. That's fine for me. Mm-hmm. Because like Ed Sheeran, yeah, like I I well maybe not Ed. Someone literally played Ed Sheeran once. I'm not kidding. It was like (laughs) an Ed Sheeran cover in yoga. Yeah. Oh, an (laughs) old cover. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of like slow covers too. A lot of people 
do that. Um, I, you know what? I might know what you're talking about. I might, I feel like I might have heard that in a yoga class before yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I will T Swift. Yeah. Well, right actually, um, one of my favorite teachers at Moto, she plays a lot of Kanye in her, <laughs> in her yoga. Like, like some she'll soft Kanye. Yeah, some soft. He's soft very Kanye. biblical. Yeah. No, not even the biblical stuff. She'll um, <laughs> shoot. What's it called from? Eight oh eights and heartbreaks. Um, I'm you talking about say like you will? Classics. Is it like a cover or is no, it? No, 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 Kanye. No, she. Pl- it's just she plays the eight eights and album. heartbreaks. Put it on and throw it on. No, 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 no. no. The one song, um, say you will. That song she'll play in yoga. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and it's more slow. It's really yeah. I like that one a lot. But yeah, we're just like doing yoga, and you're you hear like. When I touch your neck, <laughs> I touch your soul. Like it's so awesome. So no, I. Yeah. But like me personally, like I'm okay with that. Though and, you know, Moto's a lot of regulars that come to the class. So, yeah. So you can and she she did get good feedback on the music she was playing. Mm-hmm. Some, I think she played J Cole too. Yeah. I'm pretty oh. sure. Yeah, she had a couple. She had a couple in there that were pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, but no, they were songs that worked with like the flow movement right. and the Moto movement mm-hmm. and the hot the hot yoga and whatever so it kind of yeah it would depend on your audience what kind of music you use but personally I don't like doing yoga in silence I love the music um I just I put on frequencies when I'm just like doing my thing at home like on my little speaker I love listening to that kind of music over lyrics sometimes um do you recommend any frequencies any of your favorites (laughs) on spotify i like listening to i think it's called the artist is like the artist page is like star god sound healing i really like that one star god sound healing um and then the solfago frequencies on spotify um honestly if you just if you just search up frequencies or if there's maybe maybe there's an angel number you're drawn to you can search up um whatever 333 hc frequencies mm-hmm. kind of thing and they all yeah relate to different things the frequencies um they all relate to different moods i i listen to frequencies every night before i go to bed i put mm-hmm. on my frequencies every night and i sleep with my eye mask <laughs> that, yeah so it's like a routine and yeah. yeah i love going to bed with the frequencies i love just listening to them and even like binaural i think it's binaural beats how you say it like the um those are more for focus and oh, theta, mm. theta waves, those, yes, oh, yeah. the theta, mm. however you say it. Um, that is another good one for, like, studying, doing homework, things like that, reading. Um, those are really good, like, focus frequencies. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's important to incorporate music into yoga. Um, another good artist, actually, for affirmation music is, it's a group called Beautiful Chorus. They make really beautiful music. It is very... Um, soft and yeah a little kind of that frequency vibe and a lot of like affirmations in their music so those are good ones to use in a yoga class too but yeah it kind of just depends on your audience with like lyrics or no lyrics right but um yeah it's great to incorporate those in music into a yoga class yeah for sure for sure and speaking of do you <laughs> i just keep yes, missing out on the questions yeah. speaking of um do you know of anyone local who does any music or do you think you'd ever like support any like local artists through your <laughs> yoga classes i don't know of any like like for yoga music, yeah, I yeah, right? like I, don't I know can't think of that for local, but I do some sort of acoustic. Song yeah, um, local artists I do like is Pleasure Craft hey. and um, 
Shout out. Shout, Shout out. out. Um, what's it called? I just, I forget. Something to Alaska. They're Scenic Root. Scenic, Scenic Root. They're great. Scenic Root, yes. They're good, mm-hmm. too. Um, there's this one song I like called um, Fine Shrine by Purity Ring, and I found out Purity Ring, this duo, like, it's, it's just kind of one of those... It was a song I like heard in like an edit when I was a teenager, mm. right? And I still listen to it. And I found out the other day they're from Edmonton. Oh, oh that's cool. Yeah, they're called um, Purity Ring. Oh. Yeah, they're like a duo. Oh. Yeah, I found out they're from Edmonton. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. That's cool. yeah. yeah. I like Tegan and Sarah, but yeah. Calgary. Right, <laughs> Cal- Calgary. I actually, I saw Tegan and Sarah when I was little. My mom and I won tickets on the radio. Yeah. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. Oh I was like, God, I saw him before the pandemic. So yeah, I was, I was lucky enough. Yeah. Oh, this was way before. This was, this was when I was like ten. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I was like at this Tegan and Sarah concert with all these. Yeah, I'm like woohoo! At like the Shaw Conference Center is so funny. Oh my but, God. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, who are some of your favorite like visual artists locally? visual well grace you know i love your art of course and i think you're very talented too oh, stop it. <laughs> all, this art, all this art around me in the studio right now love it but i wrote i f- totally forgot her name i wrote it down she sells her stuff out of where fairies live amy freeland amy freeland she's got very um very like feminine divine feminine kind of art mm. stuff um but yeah she's a visual artist um, and I actually, I did want to, you know, a little, when I saw this question earlier, the visual artist, I thought about, um, the girl I saw for my boudoir photo shoot. Her name is Kate Jensen. Yeah. She, so she's got she her, she, job. yeah, she's a photographer. She's got, she does lifestyle portraits, branding, um, boudoir, but yeah, I think like boudoir is like her main thing. And yeah, the, I, you know, I still follow her and stuff and the, the other woman she's, done shoots for gorgeous and um yeah so visual art yeah amy freeland i love her stuff yeah when i was i went to where fairies live yesterday actually and my friend got one of her prints so yeah she's yeah she's got lots of like of like divine goddesses and that Mm -hmm. kind of like it's very cool she sells at the witchery market market um yeah i've totally seen yeah she sold it right there yeah amy freeland um and you know we gotta give a uh, another local artist shout out you know Mac DeMarco's from Edmonton of course we love Mac <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's all I can but I always forget that yeah so that's so awesome yeah, yeah so that's those are the artists I really like shout out to all of y'all all y'all talented people shout out shout Edmonton out. <laughs> do you want to talk um a little bit about chakras quick yeah I can talk about some chakras so a lot of people might not know this. The shock, chakra means wheel or spinning disc in Sanskrit because that's kind of what it represents. So if you think about your spine, you've got this line going to sh- in, in the middle of your body, right? That's like your, your kundalini energy goes up the spine as well as the chakras go up the spine. They kind of tie in together. And I brought... Um, my crystals today, I picked out a, sh- a crystal for each chakra. So I can Ooh. talk a bit about each chakra. Um, there are actually newly emerging chakras that go beyond your body that are beyond the seven that we, the seven basic ones we know. Yeah. yeah like, so it actually, that? it actually, yeah, I brought my little book here. And it, so these are the newly emerging chakras. So 
Where's the, the we've got, Yeah, it's it's oh here it so is. So when people can like be like, Oh, one of my chakras off, like how do you know if one of those chakras are off up there though? Um, honestly I don't know a or whole do lot know? about the newly <laughs> emerging ones quite yet. I still need to definitely so do more questions. reading on them. But each there's different feelings um, either good or bad that are associated with each of the seven chakras that you could be like, okay, maybe my solar plexus is kind of blocked right now. Maybe I should try A, B, C, D, whatever you're going to do. Cause there are different self care things for each chakra. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, we actually did a chakra yoga session in our training. We had a night where this lady came, um, her name is Leslie Jones and so she's a yoga instructor and she knows a lot about the chakras and we were doing like a whole sh yoga for the chakras class and it was awesome and it was a lot of like like energy tapping like just kind of like mm -hmm. tapping your hands like up and down your arms or um, for each chakra kind of thing and so the newly emerging ones actually so if we're gonna so I'll just kind of run through the seven first so got your crown at the top of your head your um, third eye and then your throat your heart your solar plexus your sacral and then your base and with these newly emerging ones above your head you've got three above your head apparently so there's at the top the stellar gateway the soul star chakra the casual chakra and then it goes from the crown to the base and then under the base is the earth star chakra so these are all very new i don't know a whole lot about these newly emerging mm -hmm. chakras but i can tell you lots about the seven so i'll just kind of go through that's so interesting yeah please go through a little rainbow yes yeah, so we go through <laughs> a little rainbow so start at the top i just kind of i want to have these this book open too because it is very helpful for Ah, uh, fuck it. I'm not going to use the book. We're going to use my knowledge. So, the crown <laughs> So the crown chakra, we've got clear quartz right here. So, your crown is located at the top of your head and this is your intuition, your um connection to spirit, um letting things in and perceiving messages, things like that. Um what could I tell you about balancing it though? Oh, here we've got the crown chakra. So we can, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's about connecting to spirit. Essentially it's, um, about keeping, here's balancing the crown chakra. So here's a, a gate or something. Yes. Like a box you can open. Yeah, this is, it talks about balance. So balancing, yeah, balancing the crown chakra. Um, so it says our crown chakra resonates with the clear white light of spirit. It helps us, uh, it helps keep us well by constantly making subtle energy vibrations available to our physical body without this chakra transmuting and stepping down these vibrations, we would not be able to absorb them. So if you think about it, it's like, this is the top where this energy is kind of coming in, maybe from, you know, those three chakras above and from mm -hmm. the cosmos and spirit, all those messages coming from above into our body so that's where the crown starts and then the third eye which actually yeah i'd say the third eye is more about your intuition um this labradite crystal i've got labradite yeah wow. i love yes it's so beautiful i love it this one's really good for psychic powers and your third eye um this one i'm wearing here but i did bring amethyst for the um third eye chakra you could also call it the brow chakra because it is right between um your eyebrows obviously um and each represents a color so it would go um pardon me 
violet for the crown chakra, indigo for the brow or third eye chakra, and then blue for the throat chakra, green for the heart, yellow for the solar plexus chakra, orange for the sacral chakra, and red for the base chakra or root chakra. Um, so that's, yeah, like a little color scheme. So yeah, your third eye is a very important chakra. Um, you know, people talk about keeping your third eye open, third eye mm -hmm. open, third eye awakening, things like that. Cause yeah, it really is. It's like in your pineal gland, that gateway to the rest of your brain right at the front here kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it is very, it's a very important chakra. Um, I like to kind of joke when I get little pimples there. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's blocked, like in between my <laughs> in between my brows. <laughs> yeah. Um, a great way to meditate though is actually putting the like these crystals would be good to use on each of the chakras going down. Mm. You could kind of put it on like kind of top of your forehead and then your third eye right between your eyebrows and then down to the throat, etc. So, um, yeah, using these crystals is a really good way to balance the chakras, but um, yeah, your third eye is yeah all about intuition, all about really feeling into your senses opening opening that third eye opening that consciousness and um staying alert and awake and then that leads us into the throat chakra this is all about your communication this is all about um you're speaking your truth standing up for yourself um maybe when it's blocked you're not feeling as expressive you're not tapping into your expression you're not um harnessing your powers so those are I, like I like to believe honestly up until actually quite recently that my throat chakra was very blocked as like a kid and stuff because I would not like I would let people just step all over me mm -hmm. I wouldn't speak my truth I wouldn't snap for myself and that was kind of like what felt normal to me what felt okay what felt safe mm -hmm. and yeah like I had like a little bit of a stutter and all that yeah and, yeah so true yeah. as soon as you get the stutter back you're like oh yeah no yeah the throat chakra thing going on yeah <laughs> exactly it, it ties into everything right and so I um for the throat chakra I picked um blue kyanite this is this little blue one here obviously in the name because there's black kyanite too um this is a really good th these are actually really both amethyst and leucina are really good for sleeping insomnia dream recollection things like that i put both of them under my pillow all the time interesting so but yeah that the blue i wanted to kind of go with the color scheme almost the blue does really um that color helps balance the throat chakra and it's yeah it's just that's it's the light blue associated with it and then the indigo the dark blue is associated with the third eye so mm -hmm. it is yeah that rainbow color right so um a lot of people would think that the heart chakra would be represented by like red or pink yeah and, mm -hmm. and rose quartz is a very good heart chakra crystal mm -hmm. i didn't want i didn't want to do that today though i wanted to show the color scheme so i picked mm -hmm. malachite that's um, a pretty one too it's nice and smooth yeah i like the shape of it it's like a little right. like gumdrop kind of yeah. yeah yeah a little yummy oh dropping dropping my malachite oh no so, slippery yeah slippery my malachite's like put me down <laughs> so be it i'll put you down yeah so um malachite's a really strong um crystal for getting rid of negative energy for manifesting your goals it's and funny that it jumped out of your hand it's so powerful it just i know <laughs> no it's like i remember when i got reiki one time because this this necklace i have is interchangeable like i can take crystals mm -hmm. out and, um, yeah, I, um, I remember telling the Reiki 
healer. I was like, yeah, I was kind of, I was wearing malachite, and I could even feel like that might have been a bit much. And <laughs> it was, it, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's a really powerful one to wear. Like, that is, like, proceed mm-hmm. with caution, basically. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure why green is, I don't know, maybe this little book will give us an answer. This is just my little, um, here, the heart chakra. So yeah, the color, it just says resonates with soft, clear, green light frequencies. So yeah, that softness, that earthiness, that, um, connected to source kind of thing with this heart chakra. So that's kind of what the green means, I guess that like lightness and, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, rose quartz is a really good one for your heart chakra too. Um, and then solar plexus. Do you want to hear some things about malachite really quick? Oh, sure. (laughs) Yes. Let's hear. Wearing malachite allows the body to absorb minute amounts of copper (laughs) in the same way that a copper bracelet would. (laughs) In ancient Egypt, malachite was powdered and applied to wounds to prevent infection. Wow. What the heck? I love ancient Egypt. I could talk about that for a while, though. That'd be a whole other podcast. Oh, (laughs) that would be so cool. I would do. Yes. Um... Yeah, so the, yeah, Malachi is a really powerful one, though, and really good for, yeah, letting go of that negative energy, negative tension, but solar plexus, okay, so this is... the leading is, edge of surgery right now. <laughs> solar plexus, right above your belly button, so this is, like, your creativity, um, your ideas, mm-hmm. birthing things, and that, and it's represented by a yellow, so, yeah, a little bit of the... So yes, the fire, it's, you know, it's your ego, it's your metabolism, it's a lot of different, because it's right in the belly there, and it's the natural, nature, natural element of fire, um, yeah, it's that yellow or golden light color, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, very out there, very bold, very fierce, that's where a lot of that solar plexus energy comes from, and yeah, I would, and you know, yellow, the sun, you kind of think of that too, um, and then from there, we go down to the sacral. This is all about your sexuality, your, again, your creativity, your passion, what what makes you happy, what drives you as a human. That's all about the sacral, where that energy comes from. It's very sacred energy. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, your root or your base chakra is represented by, this is red jasper. Um, so red is the color of that chakra. And um, in psychology, red actually um, has to do with hunger. So if you mm. notice, like, McDonald's, Wendy's, yeah. Burger King. That's so true. Yeah, so that red... And, and like, trust and stuff, too, I Yeah, like. yeah, and your, um, your base or root chakra is your sense of security, your base, your grounding, your root your rootedness to the earth, right? Mm-hmm. And um, when that feels when it's off balance, that's where you feel insecure and like unsafe and not ready to go out there and do your best. Right. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about the chakras. Um, there's a lot to it, but yeah, that's, there's, you know, even people like to believe there's little subtle, little chakras all over our body. There's lots of energy spinning all around. And that very, Mm. very well could be, but I do believe there's definitely these seven main ones. Um, it's been, mentioned and it's such such old knowledge um and i'm one for like i'm one for going back and looking at this ancient knowledge and looking at how we can use it today and what it and this is just something that has yeah come through again and again and um i actually i've got the chakra 
symbols tattooed right here on my arm. I see that too. Yes, yeah, so she even has a chakra bracelet on. Yes, yeah. I I do. I made this one with a medium one time. Um, it's kind of loose now, but yeah, I love this little bracelet. So yeah, you can even see the colors here. We've got red, orange, yellow, green, light blue, indigo, and then violet at the top, right? Hmm. Um, so yeah, that's oh, yeah. it's it's nice how it's a, like those colors and you notice it. And you're like the chakras, yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. You, like you see it, and um, yeah, I love. I would love to learn more about using the chakras in yoga for sure yeah. and incorporating that. So yeah. I think it's so important for um, us to be learning a little bit of history and um, ancient practices that mm -hmm. um, may not truly exist in our culture. And yeah. I think that's a problem. And I think that totally of, like colonization and oh, no, America, where we live, like Western all that stuff is stolen from us. So yeah. how do we somehow take our human power yeah. to regain some of that knowledge? Yeah, um, I think it's yeah. important though to like with that is you know with things like smudging sage or whatever and different with culture mm. things i think it's important to if you're acknowledging and respecting um and you're like okay this is this is why i'm doing this this is this work i would i love this would, i would love to honor this culture this is where mm. this comes from i think that's great um and you know i've talked with um people who are i was talking to these people that were half cree half black and they were like yeah you know you just have to be respectful of it it's different than if you were to call it something else in a race mm -hmm. rather than you know acknowledge and be like hey yeah this is where this came from this is what I'm doing um instead of totally just erasing it and calling it something else right yeah like whitewashing or what, whatever I you want with this idea exactly. myself <laughs> yeah like whatever you, whatever you want to call it not even just with like race or white like yeah, erasing ideas, yeah. regardless of race or anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, erasing ideas, erasing who started what, that sort of thing. So it's important to, yeah, look back at our roots and look back at where we um, came as humans. And I, I obsess over that all the time. I've got, um, I don't know if anyone out here listening would know, but there's this, it's like spiritual Netflix. It's called Gaia. Oh. And yes, we love Gaia. Um, there's a lot on there about like our origins as humans and stuff and lots of different informational videos to watch. And um, that's where I like to sit down and do my like learning and really absorb is because mm -hmm. Gaia has a lot of stuff and they have yoga videos stuff. too. Yeah. That could be a good, that's another Meditation good reason. Videos Meditation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. They've got a lot, they've got, and they've even got a category of yoga off the mat, like how mm -hmm. the yoga philosophy can play into your life sort of thing. So they've got, they've got it all that spirit. It's yeah. Spiritual Netflix essentially. So it's if awesome. If you don't want to quite subscribe right away too. Um, I have heard that anyone who has Gaia can like send and share videos completely for free. Oh yeah. yeah. So if you have a friend who has Gaia, just ask him to share with you a bunch of yoga videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's nice that they do that though, because then it encourages sharing of a lot of their videos. Which oh, totally, nice. and like bringing more traffic in and getting more people to watch yeah. their videos, right? Totally. Yeah. I don't know if they're like a non-for-profit or something, but like. Well, first it was Gaia, like that yoga company. That's them. Yeah. Like okay, they just changed. Sense. They rebranded a bit. Um, I'm not sure, but you can like work for them and stuff. Like they've got a whole, yeah. they've got like teams, they've got 
like articles, they've got journal, like people writing stuff for their their website, things like that. So be a cool mm. job, hey? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about like woohoo stuff all day. Yeah. <laughs> There's this one guy I really like on there. Um, he's got his own talk show. It's called Beyond Belief. His oh. name. George Nori. Yeah. Yeah, my guy, George Nori. Beyond Belief is so good. I'm no, I, I love it. It's so awesome. There is just about anything you could think of that yeah. you want to know about. He's got about, what, like 18 seasons or something? You watch oh. forever. He's got like 400 episodes and he talks to like anyone and everyone. He's like hmm. the Joe Rogan of Gaia. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he'll talk to anyone and every, right? Like, what I met was when he was talking to this guy who had been abducted into like a spaceship. Oh, so yeah. A spaceship story. And so yeah. Like, oh, I yeah. don't know what's but, you know, it was interesting to hear. Yeah. It was very interesting. <laughs> yeah. I know. I think it's important to, like, yeah, you hear some stuff that's kind of out there, but, like, just to have an open mind. Yeah. That's all you can really do, right? But, yeah, that's... Gaia is awesome. Bottom cool. line. Um, well, I think that's all the time that we have yeah. for today. Wow, that was great. But well, thank, thank you so Maya. much for coming on. Check out Maya's. What's your Bhagavana Yoga and Wellness? It's if you go on my Instagram on my main account, it's tagged in my bio. That's where I'm kind of gonna be posting my yoga stuff and starting off there. So just gonna be using that account and try and use it more. I'm not very social media savvy, so right. I'm getting there. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Um, and if anyone is interested in coming to my first ever class that I'm gonna be teaching, it is at Yoga for Today in Sherwood Park. Um, it is May 23rd at 9 a.m. in for a 75-minute class till 10.15. So if you're interested in that, you can check that out through Yoga for Today in Sherwood Park, and I will be on the schedule if anyone is interested in coming to my class. Just, we'll be there for sure. Yeah. Birthday yoga. <laughs> yes, yes, and that's your birthday. That's right, yeah. Very exciting. Well, oh, God. 9 a.m. Birthday yoga. Let's yeah, go. For real. That'd be so fun. Okay. okay See you there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yeah. We had so much fun having you on. Thank yeah. you so much for coming. Yeah. Yes. We'll have. There's so much more that we didn't even get a chance to talk about, so we'll have to have you back because we didn't even get to talk about the oracle cards. Yeah, maybe we'll have to do right. an that oracle a, episode or something. Yeah. And, and a bit like astrology in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oracles and astrology. Yes. <laughs> well, check out Maya and um, thanks for. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It was awesome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Ready? We out! <laughs>